What lessons can we learn from the Covenant Christian School shooting in Nashville? Are guns the problem? Or is it something much more sinister? This is Randy Osborne. Base Worldview Truth. On March 27, 2023, a transgender biological female entered Covenant Christian School in Nashville, Tennessee and proceeded to kill three children and three adults before Nashville Metro Police Department stopped the threat. A nine millimeter pistol, a nine millimeter rifle, and an AR style rifle was used in the shooting. The transgender name Hale had actually attended Covenant School a few years prior to this incident. According to the police department, Hale had fired a total of 152 rounds, 126 rifle rounds and 26 nine millimeter rounds. One of those rifles was a nine millimeter and she, that was the one that was, she was carrying um, on video while she was entering the school. I highly suspect those nine millimeter rounds were considered rifle rounds um, on that count. When police searched Hale's living quarters, she was living with her parents and they found additional, a psychological medical folder. Hale was apparently under a doctor's care for, quote, an emotional disorder. And Hale's parents said that they believed that Hale had sold all the guns that she had in her possession. Hale had just turned 28 years old prior to the shooting. Many news agencies attempted to hide the fact that Hale was a transgender. The Covenant Christian School did what I would say a phenomenal job in minimizing any additional loss of life in the procedures and in the security procedures that the school had. Also, Nashville Police Department or Metro Police, in watching the videos um, and the response time, also did a phenomenal job on stopping the threat. This is in a direct contrast to the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Not long after the school shooting in a press conference, this is what the president had to say. My name is Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. You think I'm kidding? Oh, wait, that was at the beginning of the press conference. Let's see what he actually said about the school shooting. Briefly about the school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee. <clears throat> it's just, uh, it's sick. You know, we're still gathering the facts of what happened and why. And we do know that as of now, there are a number of people who are not going to, did not make it, including children. And it's heartbreaking, uh, a family's worst nightmare. 
And I want to commend the police who responded incredibly swiftly, within minutes, and the danger. We're monitoring the situation really closely, Ben, as you know. And uh, we have to do more to stop gun violence. It's ripping our communities apart, ripping the soul of this nation, ripping at the very soul of the nation. And we, we have to do more to protect our schools so they aren't turned into prisons. You know, uh, the shooter in this situation reportedly had two assault weapons and a pistol, two AK-47. So I call on Congress again to pass my assault weapons ban. So the president doesn't actually give time um, to mourn the loss of, of the families of the ones that perished in the school uh, shooting, but what he wants to do is he wants to go after to a ban uh, quote assault weapons, and oh by the way, they were not two AK-47s. Then our president on March 31st, actually this is being read from the White House website. This is what President Joe Biden said: "Quote on Transgender Day of Visibility, we celebrate the strength, joy, absolute courage of some of the bravest people I know." Transgender Americans deserve to be safe and supported in every community. But today across our country, MAGA extremists are advancing hundreds of hateful and extreme state laws that target transgender kids and their families. No one should have to be brave just to be themselves. Let me be clear. These attacks are un-American and must end. The bullying, discrimination, and political attacks that trans kids face have exacerbated our national mental health crisis. More than half of transgender youth say they have seriously considered suicide. Loving parents are terrified for their children's futures. To help, my administration is providing dedicated emergency mental health resources. If you're a transgender young person who needs help, you can reach us at 988 to reach the nationwide suicide prevention crisis hotline. Press 3 to speak with a counselor specifically trained to support LGBTQI plus youth. My administration will never quit fighting to end discrimination, to stand against these unjust laws, and to guarantee everyone the fundamental right and freedom to be who they are. And then it goes on to say, I want every member of the trans community to know that we see you. You're each made in the image of God and deserve love dignity and respect. You make America stronger and we're with you. In the last five years, there have been four people who have identified themselves as trans or transsexual have committed a mass shooting. Uh, One of them was on November 18th. Um, It was a man who identified as a woman, wounded three and killed three in opening fire in Maryland. Then in May of uh, 2019, a Colorado woman who identified as a male shot up a school, killing one and wounded eight. November 2022, a Colorado man who shot up a gay nightclub, killing five, wounding 18, was identified as a transsexual. And then this past past school shooting in Nashville, a 28-year-old Audrey Hale, a woman who identified as a man, killed a total of six people, three adults, and three children. A few years ago, I had actually interviewed Dr. Karen Ephraim. She was a medical doctor and pediatrician, 
and she has since deceased, but I want to play a conversation I had with her concerning school shootings and psychiatric drugs. So please listen as I play this. Um, and Dr. Ephraim, one of the things that I want you to try to define is from what we have researched, and I have actually, there's a website that I will actually send the viewers to to, to be able to see more of this um, the information that we're sharing today. A large majority of mass killings and or mass shootings um, have, re have resulted in very specifically drugs as um, just about every one of the, uh, the shooters or somebody that does multiple stabbings or whatever the case may be has been on some type of a drug. And can you explain what usually those drugs are? Sure. Thank you very much for having me, Randy. The psychiatric drugs fall into a number of different classes. Uh, antidepressants, drugs for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and antipsychotics are the most common, especially the ones used in, st in the student age population. FDA has required in their product labeling, especially for the newer antidepressants, which are called SSRI, which stands for Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitors. The labeling states that these drugs can cause and have been associated with suicide, especially in people younger than 24, uh, mania, um, violence, these are associated, um, if one looks at the information that has been able to be gleaned from these, from the reports about these shootings and mass killing sprees, that almost every one of the perpetrators has been on one of the drugs. <laughs> one of these type of drugs. Now let me understand uh, what you're saying is, majority of these drugs do have some type of warning label um, to some type of, of violent behavior. Is that what you're saying? Um, yes. Okay, the, give me some example of, of some of the names of some of these drugs. For example, um, I, I think I saw Prozac as, as right. one of those drugs. And can you explain the difference between that type of a drug and there's, there's kind of actually two fields of those drugs that are being used um, in children. One is for like, um, children have attention deficit disorder or something like that. Can you explain that also to the viewer? Sure. The antidepressants like Prozac, Paxil, Zoloft, Luvox, Celexa, those are the five most okay. common ones, um, are all associated with mania. Okay. And A mania, you know, the, the scribe for the, the agitation to the point of being really violent, hyper and overexcited and can in um, many cases, and it, there's numbers of court cases where um, the fact that the perpetrator of a crime um, has been on these medications has been noted as the reason for the crime. Right. And so murders um, or 
sometimes murders and suicides. And it is becoming more and more established in court documents that, that these are going on. So it, it would probably, it, it, this is something that's not talked about. This is something that's not discussed um, anywhere that I know of. I mean, it, it's very, very limited. Let me rephrase that that's of where true. this is discussed. Um, are um, psychiatric organizations, are they, uh, are they looking at this as an issue or is it just kind of like this is, this is part of, um, this is part of a result or something of, you know, we have to treat the person and this is just a, a danger that we have to deal with. I mean, how, what are they doing here on this? Is it? Some of it is that uh, where there has been where there have been lawsuits about this, right. there was one related to the Columbine shooting because both, both perpetrators were on different of these SSRI antidepressants at the time. If the cases went forward, they were settled and okay. then sealed because the drug manufacturers really don't want it out that that this could be an issue cause these kinds of problems the can you explain in your best explanation of what this does to the brain what 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 goes on there well they say that depression is caused by too little of a neurotransmitter called serotonin okay these drugs work by preventing the nerve cells from degrading the serotonin so that more stays around. But there has never been a study actually documenting that any neurotransmitter by itself causes any psychiatric disease. And the reason why is because there's hundreds of neurotransmitters and they act in an extremely complicated manner. So it's really hard to say that serotonin is the problem with depression. Right. Um, or norepinephrine or, you know, there's a whole bunch of them. Right. And it's really hard to say, and there's never been a study to show drugs are successful in treating. And in fact, there was a big series of studies done that called the STAR-D trials and it showed that this class of antidepressants was only effective in about a third Amazing. of patients and that they had to add more and more drugs to the issue. And what happens when um, the SSRIs get going, doing what they're doing, it creates a manic state, which is what you see in psychosis. Okay. So it may change their depressive symptoms, but then they're left with being overly wired and manic and with symptoms of what's called akathisia, which is a very agitated 
inner sense to the point where people feel the need to either commit homicide or suicide. Oh, wow. And that is why these drugs are under the FDA's black box warning, which is the most serious warning short of a ban for young people under the age of 24. But what has never made sense to me is that how, do you, how does the brain know that you're under 24, <laughs> you know? Exactly, exactly. If, if these, and there's lots of incidents of older people that have done, right. you know, have and has committed been on these, suicide these or, um, or homicide based on these drugs. Now, let me ask you a quick question regarding that. You mentioned black box uh, warnings, FDA. That is like the most serious of warnings on a, or a side effect that a drug could cause. Is that what you're referring to? Right. That comes down from the FDA and says this is, right. we, we, we're going to put this warning on this. Right. Unfortunately, the doctors still think that they have to use them. Right. Um, because they have to they feel that they would be legally liable if a, if a patient says they're suicidal right. and they don't do something. Right. So often they ignore that warning. We will be right back. Worldview Truth. Worldview Truth is a relatively new podcast and it talks about social issues. It talks about uh, news-related issues, things behind the scene that you may not be aware of listening to uh, normal news stations and news channels. What I would ask you to do is like, subscribe, and follow Worldview Truth. It's Randy Osborne, Worldview Truth. Thank you and God bless you. Worldview Truth. There's two things that we know. First of all, we know that the number or percentage of transgenders that's involved in school shootings based on the population of transgenders here in the United States is a large, large percentage of these transgenders are committing mass murders. The second thing that we know is virtually every one of the mass shooters. In fact, there's no evidence that would reflect otherwise. So I would say 100% of individuals that have committed mass murders have been on some type of psychiatric drug. And I know the argument would be, well, the reason that people are on these psychiatric drugs, they have mental health problems. So therefore, uh, people that would commit mass murders have mental issues. But I would say this, especially after the interview with Dr. Karen Ephraim, that these psychiatric drugs are drugs that are being warned by the FDA that will cause uh, suicide and uh, murders and homicides. This is the big secret that nobody wants to talk about. It's the elephant in the room that all these individuals have been on a psychiatric drug. We also have with us today Joe Carpenter. And Joe Carpenter um, is an assistant administrator to a Christian school as well as you are a preacher. 
And what I want to do is I want to get your perspective on what is causing these school shootings, what's causing uh, many people say that we're not accepting of the trans community, the LGBT community, and that's what's causing the rage and causing some of these individuals to come up and shoot up schools. And I want to get your perspective really from a biblical worldview. Well, I think the major problem that we are facing in today's society is that we have come away from the acknowledgement that we are created in God's image. God created male and female, and he did that for the purpose of us serving him and raising up a godly offspring. But when we change the, the purpose of what God has created us to do into a fantasy where anything is true, anything can be right, we are falling into this trap where we have many people saying, well, I, I can be whoever I want to be whenever I want to be it. And that causes their conscience to be seared because now they want to believe that fantasy. They want to be indulged in that sin and they want everybody else to accept their sin. And even if the entire world believes that fantasy, even if other people indulge them in their sin, they will never be satisfied because they are going against what they were created to be. So you think a lot of this is based on um, on conscience, that the, the conscience is just absolutely breaking down, honestly, their, their mental capacity to, to reason, to understand, to think. And as a result of that, and it's literally because of sin, that it's causing probably rage because mm. one group is saying this is okay, one group is saying absolutely not, and quite frankly, you know, their own conscience is probably saying this is wrong. This is wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you think that as a result of that, that this is causing so much confusion and, and there's, there's a high suicide rate, by the way, with LGBT community. There is high, And one of the complaints or, or things that they say is, is because of the Christian community is not accepting of them. And because of that, it's causing high suicide rates. What would you say to that? I would say that is not the case because uh, the Christian society, even, like I said, if, if we all accept this false narrative or this fantasy and indulge them in their delusions, it's not going to change the fact of they are who they are. God did not make a mistake when he made a male a male. He did not create a, make a mistake when he created a female as a female. And so when we live outside the scope of what God has created us to be, and we try to move out of that box or fulfill these delusions, that is the, the crux of why they're having these mental breakdowns. This is why they never will be satisfied, even if the entire world falls into line with this. And so Christians are not the problem. The problem is that they are indulging in their own delusions. Now, you're also an assistant administrator of a private Christian school uh, in the state of Florida, which Florida has... Um, has done quite a bit in the way of, of allowing private schools as well as public schools uh, to help protect uh, the schools and their students. Can you give us some little bit of, of insight on exactly what your school is doing in the way of, of an attempt to protect our children? Well, I would say that I am appreciative of our governor um, for taking a stand on the Second Amendment right because that has really allowed us as a private Christian, Christian institution to be able to stand against 
these outsiders who have gun-free zones and are sitting targets. Mm. We, we have equipped our, our staff and faculty. We have security on campus that are armed and ready to take out any threat that might even oppose our students. And we have made it very clear to our students that we will do whatever we have to to keep them safe. You mentioned uh, the having a parameter, several layers of parameters around the school. Can you kind of explain that and, and just for the viewers to give them some insight on, on maybe what they may want to do um, in helping protect their school? Yeah, um, we have three locked barriers. So there is the exterior perimeter, which is all the gates on campus. Mm-hmm. And then there has there is a locked uh, door to each building. And then even inside the building, each classroom, every single door is locked and that you have to have a key or access code to get inside. Okay, the other thing is, is um, I, I noticed in the, um, the Nashville shooting, the shooter actually shot through the glass. The doors were locked, but they shot through a glass door and uh, basically just shattered a door and literally walked right through. Is there anything that you have as a protection at your school that would help protect um, or, or prevent that from happening? Yeah, we have installed a shatterproof film on all of our exterior doors, anything that has a window, to prevent anybody from being able to shoot uh, through it. And if they do, it slows them down to get into the building. So the glass won't shatter. They're going to have to intentionally work to take yes, sir. to take out the glass. Okay. You mentioned that you had a number of armed uh, staff members. Now, <clears throat> there's rumor, I don't know, that there may have been some armed, maybe two, maybe one armed staff member at the Nashville School at Covenant Christian School. Just kind of explain to, you, to, to the listeners really what is their directive and, and how, would, how would that take place in the event there's an incident at the school? Sure. We have several uh, armed people on campus for the purpose of uh, we don't want somebody just run, run from one side of the campus to the other to Um, take out this threat. So they're strategically placed on campus for that reason. And these people have to go through training, intensive training, to make sure they are fully capable of taking out the threat. And they've been informed and instructed that they do not have to wait for law enforcement. They can take that threat out immediately as soon as they see it. So timing is is critically important. Um, Also, um, you had mentioned off air that you, there's a number of cameras and can you kind of go through that that scenario and exactly what that entails? Yeah, we have nearly 100 cameras on campus, and we have several different locations where people are able or are trained and able to monitor those cameras and make sure that we're safe, that if there is a perimeter breach or even somebody who's suspiciously coming onto campus, we are aware of it, and uh, we are able to take care of that. There's no perfect a situation on trying to protect students, but... Um, it, it is critically important in this day and age that, you know, not only public schools are protected, but also private schools, private Christian schools. There has been a lot of, a lot of communication uh, since that school shooting from radical, I'm going to say radical, uh, trans and LGBT organizations that have actually made threats or have uh, condoned what happened um, at Covenant uh, Christian School. So I would say we all need to be very vigilant in that. If you do see a student or, or hear of somebody that is distraught, I found out with this particular shooter, there was a, uh, she was texting a friend and was basically, it was a red flag to the friend. The friend actually called law enforcement 
But the problem is, is they could not locate her. They did not know what she was getting ready to do. Would you consider Christian schools and Christian organizations an increase in threats? Or would you see that? Or is that just, this is just one of those things that just happened and it's kind of an anomaly? Absolutely. The problem that we're going to continue to face is that Christians cannot compromise on this issue. God's word does not change. It never will change. And so if God created male and female for a purpose, that this world is constantly going to be coming after us. They're going to keep targeting Christian schools. They're going to keep targeting churches and Christian programs because, as Jesus said, that the world hateth me, so they're going to hate you as well. And we are, are very aware that this world is walking in darkness. So we as Christians need to be prepared that the persecution is going to come. And would you say it's going to come from uh, political influences or political and such as actual uh, threats against uh, organizations? Unfortunately, I think we've already seen the uptake of uh, attacks against Christians uh, through politics where Christians are being arrested for prayer. Um, also with the shootings that we've seen as, as they have been targeting Christian schools and Christian organizations because, again, they cannot compromise their stance on God's Word. Well, Joe, I really appreciate you coming in and just kind of sharing your insight on this. Um, I appreciate what you're doing, and um, we all must be very vigilant. Uh, keep these organizations in your prayers, as well as Covenant uh, Christian School. Joe, thank you for coming on, and God bless. Thank you. In our final thoughts, one other issue that has been brought up time and time again by the president as well as other organizations is we must ban weapons. We must ban guns. And they will cite other places uh, throughout the world that has done this, such as Australia, which uh, the statement will be in Australia that um, there has been a mass reduction of gun violence as a result of banning guns. The reality is there has been a reduction of gun violence, but the number of homicides with by use of other weapons has not made any difference. In other words, uh, men are evil. It's a problem of morality. It's not a problem of guns. Guns do not kill people. People use tools to do evil. And in our final thoughts is guns are not the issue. The issue is the morality of our nation. This is Randy Osborne. God bless. Worldview Truth.